welcome. Uh, thanks for joining me uh, on the Sports Plus Live podcast, episode number 53. So Sports Plus Live episode, Sports Plus Live podcast, episode number 53. It's been a while. I've been limiting uh, the podcasts to one a, uh, one a week. Um, last week being number 52, this one being 53. The only 53 I can think of off the top of my head because I didn't do my homework. I'm not going to go ahead and double check is Bill Romanowski. The Bill Romanowski episode of Sports Was Life Podcast. We hope the Broncos win Super Bowls. And um, nasty dude. Crazy dude. Um, that's the only 53 that comes to mind. Off the top of my head. I'm sure there's a bunch better of 53s I could think of. Um, but today, um, I'm kind of behind on all these things. Because, I'm, I'm like I said, I'm limiting the podcast to about one a week. Um and I'm kind of glad I did today. I mean, I was going to record it on Monday and then record, obviously, another one on Thursday. Um, but it uh, didn't work out that way. Um, I was concentrating on other things. It's a one-man show here, baby. A one-man band, baby. And uh, a la Heath Slater. Um, it's, um, it's a little hard. Because you, you saw, if you, I don't know if you guys follow me on Instagram, you guys should. M-R-A-K-A-C-O, Sportsless Life on Instagram and Twitter. Um, M-R-A-K-A-C-O, at M-R-A-K-A-C-O, at Sportsless Life on Instagram and Twitter. Um, yeah, if you follow me, I forgot to plug this mic in last time, and I talked for 10 minutes before I realized a damn thing was. I'm looking at the, so I'm looking, and it's plugged in, and I did not notice till 10 minutes in. That's how focused I am. Um, but it's a one-man band. And so for, until further notice, um, until I feel like it, um, we're going to go to one episode a week for right now. Um, but this might be a little bit longer. We'll see how long it goes, see how much I want to say. Because we do what's on the agenda today. I definitely want to talk about um, UFC, the, uh, Curtis Blades versus Volkov that happened this last weekend. I want to preview the week of the fights coming up this weekend. Dustin Poirier versus Dan Hooker. Um, definitely want to talk about what happened on these fights last week. Baseball has returned. Um, Dak Prescott signs. Jamal Addison Adams wants to be traded. Boomer Sooner. Um, Undertaker apparently has retired as well. So I definitely want to talk about that because it's huge for anybody growing up who's ever watched, who's ever watched um, um, wrestling. Or just people in general, you you if you if you know about wrestling, you knew you know about Undertaker. If you heard about wrestling, you've heard about Undertaker. There's Hall Undertaker, there's Hulk Hogan, there's Stone Cold, there's The Rock, there's Ric Flair, uh, Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels. So I, there's a lot. If you know about wrestling, if you heard about wrestling, you've heard about six uh, those six athletes. Um, the first thing I want to get to is and one of the reasons why we, here I I was gonna say we at the Sports Plus Live Podcast Studios. Um, I don't know if you guys can hear that though. Can you guys hear it? These fucking lights. I need to get different lights. I'm working on that. It's a pandemic right here. We got to do what we got to do. I'll work with what we got to work with. Um, they like make these weird, like, um, almost like a locust, like noise. Mm. Something just touched me. Anyways, um, and one of the reasons why I kind of want to spread out. Um, I'm exhausted, man. I'm exhausted with the with the podcast. Not with the podcast, but I'm uh, I'm exhausted with just everything going on, you know. But it's 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 necessary. Um, 
you know, with all the protests, you know, all the news. Um, oh, there's also one thing I want to add here. Hold on. I'll talk about that here in a second. Um, all the news, um, you know, this Black Lives Matters movement, um, which I'm fully behind. Um, it is, it's been exhausting. So I've been trying to, trying to decompress, um, you know, just kind of get to neutral sometimes. You know, I watch shows, um, you know, I, I even watch comedians. Like I watch, you know, Trevor Noah and people are going to be like, oh, it's a hella Democrat or liberal, whatever. Um, but, you know, Trevor Noah, John Oliver, last week tonight, I watched the Patriot Act with Hasan Minhaj. So I watch comedy takes on just in news in general. Um, even then, they can't avoid um, just just what's been going on, and there, there's no way you could even shed light, you know, make light of certain situations. Um, but this last week, uh, and I'm kind of glad I waited as well. And what I'm gonna first talk about was in. Bubba Wallace, who's the only black driver in NASCAR right now, the NASCAR series, um, found a noose. Not him, but I guess a teammate or someone of his team members found a noose in the garage. Now, it's come to find out that it's been there since 2019, and um, there wasn't a hate crime, according to the FBI. Um but still, before the facts came out, you know, Bubba Wallace, his team, um, not that his team, you know, definitely showed concern. I mean, so let's talk about this. There's a, the, the, his team found the noose in the garage. Now, I didn't hear one person sit there and say, there's no way that's the noose. They know, there's no way he found the noose. Everyone was like, yeah, he probably found the noose in his fucking garage. Because it's NASCAR. It's one of the most racist sports in America. There's no doubt about it. Not to mention that they're, you know, there's, they're flying Confederate flags outside of the building, outside of the, uh, um, uh, the track, um, very heavily. Um, white lives matter. All lives matter. Um, outside of the track. Not one person questioned whether or not that that thing would have been used for something else. They heard news. They're like, yeah, probably did find the news. Um, I heard Paul Feinbaum on ESPN get up. I believe is what it was. Um, just talk about, it. he's a cover of the sport in the eighties. The N word has been thrown around freely since we're for, you know, since the NASCAR has been around. Um, and you know, it just, the thing that bothers me the most is now we're sitting here talking about, well, Bubba Wallace is a fraud. Bubba Wallace is a fake. Bubba Wallace is a liar. It wasn't Bubba Wallace that found the noose, you know? And for everyone else to sit there and talk about, well, well, Bubba Wallace is the reason that all the NASCAR, you know, all the NASCAR teams, drivers, and their pit crews got together and, and pushed him up to the front. For those of you who don't know, this is, you know, this is from uh, Marty Jones, I think is his name. I can't remember the guy covers. He covers um, 
um, NASCAR covers a lot of SEC sports, Alabama mainly. Um, and um, he said that that movement wasn't started by Bubba Wallace. You know, Bubba Wallace didn't do anything here. That movement was started by, I want to say, Kevin Harvick. So they're, uh, So the drivers are all in a group chat. And they said, I am standing with Bubba at the start of the race. And everyone's like, I am too. I am too. They all fell in. And that's what you saw was them pushing Bubba's car to the front of the line. Solidarity. It wasn't NASCAR. It wasn't NASCAR that said, we're going to do this to stand behind Wallace, Bubba Wallace. It was the drivers. It was the drivers that said, let's stand behind Bubba Wallace. Um, now, those of you calling Bubba Wallace, you know, a fake, a fraud, pointing the finger at him. I mean, you guys love facts. Let's get these facts straight. Let's get the facts straight before calling him a fraud. Let's get the facts straight that black people are still, even with the protests going on, what we're fighting for are still being abused. They are still in, um, as we like to say, in, um, as Mexicans say, they're still in peligro. They're still in danger. There's a reason why we're fighting. We're just, they're just fighting for equality. Um, you know, and... You know, Bubba Wallace said, the reason why I'm smiling, I don't have my mask on, the reason I'm smiling, I don't want them to see that I'm deterred. They're not going to, they're not going to strike me down. Attitude, that's the attitude you need to have, especially in a race as a sport like NASCAR. Um, you know, I just don't like that. Oh, Bubba Wallace is Bubby Smollett. Bubba Smollett is what you called him. It's pretty funny. I'm not going to lie. If you guys don't know Jesse Smollett, look it up. But get the facts straight. What's in there saying he's a hypocrite, he's causing this, he's causing causing even a bigger divide. Um, the divide's been caused for years and years and years. There's no big divide. But Wallace is not creating, he's, he's bringing awareness um, to people who think that, you know, that don't think police should be account, held accountable for what black people are going through in this fucking country. They have to be held accountable. Now, I spoke this weekend, kind of transitioning from Bubba Wallace. Hope Bubba Wallace is doing it right. Hopefully, um, he's staying safe. Um, and I did speak this weekend, kind of briefly, to one of my friends, who was my police officer friend. Um, I'm not going to name He knows who he is, and I love him. Um, and he's, um, you know, his, a bill was passed that I still have to go through. I haven't read yet. Like I said, I'm trying to decompress. I'll probably talk about it on the next one. But the bill was passed here in Colorado about, I, I think it's, I'm going to look it up because I don't want to fuck this up. Um, bill. Uh, bill. Oh, I messed this up. Hold on. We're probably going to do a little cut scene here. Has bill. Uh, what is it? No. 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 This one? Maybe. Sign sweeping police accountability bill into law. Here's how it turns in law. 
So what does it say here? It's kind of just reading something random here. I don't know what it's from. The Colorado Sun. Is that Pueblo? I think it is. Um, the Colorado governor signed sweeping police accountability bill into law. So it says it right there. Um, in the law. So I'm going to read this. I'm not going to talk about this. But just want police officers to be the ones that do bad to be held accountable. A lot of these guys who are, are above the law get held. You know, there's, there's, there's so much to go into this. So much to talk about this. I'm going to save it for a different uh, podcast. Um. Of course, there are officers who do their job well, who do it to the T, who do it well. Don't put other people's lives in harm and in danger. They're trying to eliminate what we are fighting for. Anyone, Black Lives Matter movement, are fighting for is to get those people who do do wrong and hold them accountable. That's what they're asking for. That's why Kaepernick kneeled. That's why Bubba Wall, you know, Bubba Wallace is standing very proud as a black man. Um, that's what people are fighting for. Stop fucking sitting there and saying, "Well, he's a liar. He's a Bible. He's this. He's a, he's dividing this. He's dividing that." There's always been a divide. He's not dividing anything. There's just in today's technology, days and age, day and age, people love to share facts or quote unquote facts. Love to retweet. Love to sit there and say this, say that. Um, it's just very more, it's just quicker to get information. Um, people like to pull those Twitter finger triggers, as I like to say. Um, let's get the facts straight. Let's be, let's be real here. People just want the bad people to be held accountable. That's it. And people want to be able to walk home safely or live in their fucking apartment Sleeping on their couch safely without someone with a cop busting down the door and killing them. It's all it's all they want. That one lady said it right. One lady said it right. We are lucky that black people only want equality and not revenge. We're just really lucky. Um, and I agree with them. But that's it. That's what I'm talking about. Um, let's start getting our facts straight before we start talking on Bubba Wallace. Start acting like he's a martyr. Like that, whatever. But yeah, that's my two cents on that. Um, we're going to move on from that because I will uh, keep going. I don't want to keep going on that. Um, something else happened this weekend too, kind of along those lines. <laughs> I wanted to stop going, but I want to keep I got to keep going. There's a fan who flew a all white lives matter ban, uh, banner. Um, over Burnley, well, a Burnley fan. It was a Burnley fan, which is Burnley versus Manchester City. Burnley FC versus Manchester City. I want to, I want to say it was at the Etihad in uh, Manchester. I can't remember. Um, I don't watch Manchester City, obviously, because I just watched Manchester United spank Sheffield United 3-0. Um, talk about that later, maybe. Um, you know, it's just, it's. Let's talk about that for real quick. You think it's an American problem. It's just not an American problem. It's a worldwide problem. Systematic racism. London, Paris, uh, Australia, everywhere. They are, black people are not treated equally. You go to Italy. They are sitting there in football games, soccer games, doing monkey chants, throwing bananas at players. 
um, this and that. So if you sit there and you think, well, America is the greatest country in the world, like, take a look around. The same things are happening everywhere else. Um, so that's what people are fighting for. Just equality, man. Equality. Because I have, you know, I have brown skin, people have black skin, people have white skin, people have yellow, people have red. I mean, the fuck is this going to stop? So that happened over the weekend and they uh, dropped the charges or they dropped pursuing a case or something like that. Um, but I think the club is finding out who it was and I think they're going to ban them for life. Um, which they've done that. I've seen a lot of people do that. A lot of teams do that. Ban people for life. So it happened. Um, baseball's back. Whatever. Baseball's back. 60 games. Um, there's like a whole thing on it. I just burnt out. I think they're only going to play, what, a third of the season? What, did they play 182 games, I believe? Uh, let me check here. I think it's 180, but it's like a third of the season, 60 games. So, yeah, I'm going to get back to you on that one. Um, we'll get closer when it starts. Probably talk about baseball when it starts coming up and what the rules are and what's going to happen. Who knows? There's a lot of people. Who knows if basketball is going to happen? A lot of people are backing out. A lot of people don't want to play, fearing um, contracting the coronavirus um, and amongst other things, fighting social injustice for a lot of other players as well. Um, it's pretty, I, mean, I did see one thing. It happened last week. I didn't talk about it. Uh, Patrick Beverly tweeted, you know, if the King says we're playing basketball, we're playing basketball. The King being LeBron James. And if you guys know Patrick Beverly and LeBron James, they clash on the court. Um, it is what it is. There's a show of respect there. Um, the King says we're playing basketball. It'd be, I think it'd be the same thing with Michael Jordan or Kobe. Kobe said we're playing basketball. We're playing basketball. Michael Jordan said we're playing basketball. Well, yeah, we're damn well with playing basketball. Um, I don't even know if basketball is going to Who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? A lot of people are withdrawing. Um, I mean, I've seen earlier where the Lakers, uh, Bradley Avery, Avery Bradley. I can't remember his name. I can't. He's like two first, two last first names in one. I don't know. He um, he withdrawn, and um, they're looking at J.R. Smith, Nick Young, former Laker, two uh, former Laker as well. Um, was like, hey, I'm ready too. So who knows what's gonna happen there? But I don't even know how this. I gotta read that. There's a whole rule book on what, like, it's like 200 pages um, on. Holy crap! I just broke this. Um, on. Damn it. On um. <clears throat> On the what you know, what needs to be done to return. Um, notably, Nikolai Jokic, the Joker, MVP frontrunner. I don't even MVP. I don't even know what they're gonna have to give you an MVP. I don't know what's gonna happen. Um, contracted COVID nineteen. So we're we're keeping score. People in Colorado, the big stars of contract. So Von Miller caught it. Von Miller caught it. Kareem Jackson just caught it for the Broncos. Both of them for the Broncos. Um, Nikolai Jokic and also our big man, Chuck Nasty. Charlie Blackman um, from the Rockies got it as well. Um, Jesus, dude. I think um, they have to. I don't remember. Anyways, um, all I'm saying, man, I don't know how this, I don't know what's going on with coronavirus, man. Just fucking everything up. Just make All I'm saying is as bad as people say it's bad, um, then a lot of these people that have been gathering together 
should be dead. Is what I'm saying. That's what I, that's what it feels like to me. All those people gathering together, protesting, whatever they're protesting. I think there should be a whole lot more deaths. But I haven't seen it. I'm just saying. Just throw my like this. Papi, I don't know. I'm just gonna throw my hands up, Papi, I don't know. Um <laughs> but yeah, we'll see baseball returning. Baseball finally returns. I know a lot of baseball fans are pumped for it. I'm just like, whatever. I've been watching Korean baseball. It's the same thing. <laughs> I don't get it. Although, I turned it on this morning very briefly. And I saw a lady on there singing some sort of Korean baseball team chant. Like a team song. And it was awkward. And I see Carl Ravage and I can't remember Doug. I can't remember the other guy's name. Um, and he was just sitting there. And Ravage is kind of just looking like, what the hell is going on? Doug, but, but I can't remember. And the other guy was just like kind of groove. And he was like, yeah, what's up? He's like, what's up? Yeah. He's like, yeah. Kick that shit. It was funny. I was like, okay, I'm just going to turn on something else. Um, <laughs> I'm just fucked up, man. I just don't. I want to, I'm just trying to stay positive here. It's a little rough nowadays. Um, I'll texting back and forth with my, um, you know, Thomas, Thomas, the franchise from the most underrated podcast. And, uh, it's exhausting what we're going through right now. Just going back to it. I know I was done. Um, but yeah, we're exhausted. He himself, you know, Hold himself accountable to educate himself more on these issues. I need to be educated as well. I think we all do. I think that's what has a lot to do with, you know, progress as in life. Being educated. Um, educate yourself on stuff like Black Wall Street. Uh, so many other different black leaders. Black, you know, just black history in general that they don't show you in school. A lot of the stuff I've learned didn't learn in school. I learned on my own. And with now, you guys with Twitter fingers have information readily available. Why don't you click Google a couple of times? Just go like this. Type in black history we didn't know about or some shit like that, you know? Um, just like this. It's not that fucking hard, I know. You swipe too, like this. Like it. Just a little bit of swipe. Uh, but yeah. Anyways, yeah, I talked to them. It was very exhausting. We were doing back and forth and... Yeah, I'm tired. That's why I'm doing one podcast a week. I already explained that to you. Um, but the bright spot, the bright spot for me, has been UFC. UFC has been the bright spot for me through all this. Um, it's been amazing. I've it's, it's just a de- just for three four hours on a Saturday night. Sometimes on a Wednesday, <clears throat> I can just sit there and just. Everything just gets blocked out. Um, I just sit there and watch fights. And these fights last week were amazing. Um, let me pull them up for you real quick there, players. What is this? It's not what I want to be in. Thank you very much. Um, now, there's one fight. I'm going to start. It was the first fight of the night. Austin. Uh, this is the UFC fight night. Uh, Volkanov versus Curtis Blades or Curtis Blades Volkov Volkov um, ESPN ESPN Plus um, the first fight of the night was Austin Hubbard from Denver from Colorado fights out of Denver fights out of Colorado I tell you man they're heavily represented 
um, fought Max Roscoff. Now, Max Roscoff, Austin Hubbard. I didn't watch the fight. It was the first fight. I, I, I don't know what the hell I was doing. I think it was... Um, I don't remember. I caught the next fight. But, which by the way, I'm going to tell you guys this right now. I use the app, Verdict, uh, Verdict MMA. I use the app to pick the fights. I tag Verdict MMA and they're like, you got to score the card too. I go, don't fucking yell at me. I got shit. I get too excited watching these fucking fights. I don't like scoring them. Plus, I, get, I, do, other, I do other shit on my phone. I text girls. You know what I'm saying? Okay, that's a fucking lie too. I don't text girls. No one texts me. Um, I, um, anyways, use Verdict MMA. It's an app where you can pick the fights. You could score them too. I don't score them, but I picked all of my fights correct. Top 10%. So you throw that out there. Anyways, um, so Max Roth's Roscop, Roscop, um, took this fight on five, five day notice, I believe. And, um, just real quick, I'm going to jump around, but Austin Hubbard was uh, was up two rounds of none, I believe. And in between the rounds, second and third rounds, uh, Max Roscoe told his corner, who is Robert Drysdale, UFC fighter, former UFC fighter, uh, top coach, um, jiu-jitsu practitioner, top jiu-jitsu practitioner, top coach in general. Um, you know, he was telling his coach, just call it. He goes, what? Just call it. So, no, you can beat him. You, you can beat him. Nope, call it. Come on, you can do this because it's going to go. You got to do this to call it. Call it. He kept saying call it. He kept saying call it. I don't have it in me. I don't have it is what he said. Now, this started just like just something just just started a, just started a blow up, especially with someone like Ariel Hawani. Ariel Hawani, who you guys know I've talked about on the podcast before. I respect very, very well, very, very much. Um, all due respect to Ariel Wani, he's never been on the stool. He's never been a fighter. Um, he's compared this to boxing, where if you know a boxer was on the stool, um, they would have called the fight right away, and rightfully so. Now MMA, MMA, you don't see the same type of fighting. Now I could understand. I haven't watched the fight. I could understand if he was getting repeatedly punched in the head. That's brain shots every fucking time. Boom, boom, boom. Your head's getting rattled. Your head, brain's getting rattled. When you're throwing kicks, you're throwing wrestling in there. You're not getting rattled as much in the head as you would in a boxing, especially with gloves that'll fit your whole head, you know, that'll impact more surface. Um, I'm just punching myself. Um, now, I've never been on the corner either, but I do know sports. A coach's job is to instill confidence in his fighter. I've been a coach too. A coach's job, a corner's job, is to make them coach him through winning a fight. That's pretty much what it is. Coach him through winning the fight. You're going to teach him how to win this fight. Now, If a fighter says he doesn't want to be in there, that's fine. Go out on your own terms. I think it's his health and it's his health is his concern. That's very perfectly fine. If he wants to quit, that's perfectly fine. 
I think uh, Chelsea said, there's some people who sit there and say losing is not an option. No, losing is always an option. Whether you want to do it or is up to you. So Ross Cobb decided to quit. He decided to call it. Took him a couple times for his corner to convince his corner to be like, okay, get out of here. They called it. It wasn't even his corner. I think it was a referee or the the corner men or the um, of corner officials who stopped the fight. Um, now there's a lot of different. There's too many sides to this. Now I'm I'm giving my take and I'm gonna, tell, I'm gonna go in and tell you what uh, I'm gonna go see what because uh, there's an article Roscoff said. And I'm going to go, Drazeo was on Ariel's show as well on Monday speaking about it. Now, Ross Cobb took the fight on five days' notice. Now, I think he was in shape. I don't know. I mean, I think these are ultimate athletes, whether he be in fighting shape. Now, what, you know, who knows what the training regiments would look like in a different camp? Um, I don't know. Um, he made weight. That's obviously a great sign there, too. Um, you know, I don't think a lot of these guys take the fight. I think a lot of these guys also have that in the back of the mind that they might be called up, that there might be a chance you get called up, you get to the fight. Um, I'm, I'm not certain, excuse me, I'm not certain, but I'm pretty sure, you know, OC would give him, you know, optimal time to be like, Hey, you're back up here. Um, get you ready to fight and we throw down cool i'll start training as i assume i'm not 100 percent sure now you take the short the night fight on short notice you go out there fight you're losing two rounds of none and then you quit now i if you know there's mentality there that's that was all mental i think it was all mental he said he i he didn't he said he didn't have it in him anymore so it wasn't i don't didn't, to me it didn't look like a physical thing He's very coherent. He was still breathing. He was breathing. Obviously, he had a, you know, it was a tough fight. He was losing the fight, and he decided to quit. That's fine. Now, Robert Dryzo went on and said, "Listen, nobody in that room cared more about his health than I do. His health was never in question. He never had. There was nothing wrong with him. Obviously, it's a fight. You can have bumps and bruises, but his health was never in question. What was in question was his mental ability. It was his mental, you know." His mentality. Um, you know, if I, I'm just speaking for me, I've never been in a fight, I've been a coach before. Your job is to not get your players to quit on you. You're always taught, don't quit. Do not quit. Whatever you do, just don't quit. Keep your legs moving, they say in football. Keep running when they say in soccer. Keep going, keep moving forward, keep moving forward, keep moving forward. He went in there and on the biggest stage, and let's call it what it is. He went there on the biggest stage. A lot of people watching. Hundreds and thousands of people watching. Your first fight ever. You're the first card. You are setting the tone. A lot of eyes are on you. And you quit. Now, I'm just, I'm not, once again, I'm not saying he was wrong, but you quit. You quit on your coaches. You quit on yourself, you quit on your family. It's exactly what you did. That's your decision. But you have to look at it. You're going to have to face those. You're going to have to face what comes next on your own terms. There's a lot of people who wanted to quit. There's a lot of people who wanted to be in his position. 
who would have not quit. I think on, let me take a look here. I don't know if it was this one. I want to say it's this one. Yes. Two fights later, Justin James takes his fight on two days notice. I think this is the one. Um, I don't think it's, I don't know if it's this one or this card before. I'm going to check. Takes a fight on two days notice, knocks out his opponent. Cut. Bleeding. All the way across. Still finds a way to win. Um, Derek Lewis. Volkov, we're going to talk about. We've talked about this before. Volkov was beating the brakes off of him for three rounds. So you're talking about 10 for 14 minutes and 56 seconds. Derek Lewis shut his lights out in force with four seconds left to go in the fight. Let's let's look at it. Let's 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 be real here. He quit. And it was his decision. Obviously, it was his health. But he just didn't quit on himself. That's my take. That's what I think. Um, if my fight, if my trainers, if my coaches take times out of their life, their busy lives to coach other people, to train other people, and I quit on them, that's on me. So Max Rockoff, Rockoff, I can't say his name, is going to have to live with that. Just have to live with that. That's that's a reality. Um, he quit. It is what it is. Good for him. A lot of people were applauding him. A lot of people are, are faulting Robert Drysdale in his corner, um, given the nature of the sport, the violent nature of the sport. Um, but I think until, you know, my, my opinion really doesn't matter. I'm just giving you my take. I've been in sports my whole life. This is a sports podcast um, for the most part. Um, you're just taught not to quit, and he quit. It is what it is. Um, I hope he gets another chance. You take the fight on five days' notice. Um, but there's a lot of people who have been on your shoes before and didn't quit. Is what it is. But let me take a look here. I want to see because he did. I just saw it today. Uh, let me take a look here. He did say speak on it. Um, this is what he said. Is this MMA fighting? Yeah, MMAfighting.com. Um, we are planning on the. So this is what he said. He said a 25 year old already knew big things would eventually come his way, but with UFC getting back to work, he saw potentially life-changing opportunity suddenly appear right in front of his eyes, right in front of him. Um, he's what he's saying, quote, we were planning on the contender series in August, but with this whole pandemic thing and uh, with fights being in Vegas, I definitely thought there was a possibility for a short, short notice fight. So he knew. Uh, Ross Cop told MMA fighting on Tuesday, I tried my best to try and prepare for that, but I had a couple of injuries where I wasn't able to train as hard as I can. Excuses. Some people, it happens. You, you didn't have to take the fight, but you you want to change your life, and that's, I understand. Leading up to the, he continues, leading up to the fight, I only got to train hard for a couple of days. To me, I don't think that would, should matter. I wanted to be a guy, uh, I still want to be a guy that shows up fights no matter what. Regardless of having to camp or any of that shit, because I think that's a little bit overlooked. I was just going to go with the flow, and just based on how I felt in training, I thought I was ready. He thought he was ready. Okay. So he felt ready. Um, Take a look here. Um, I think that it's absolutely disgusting that people aren't talking about Austin and his performance. I have to watch the fight. 
Um, I haven't seen it, so I don't know. His back was against the wall. If I would have uh, went out there and beat him, he would have been 1-3 in the UFC, which wouldn't have looked good. And no one should be fucking talking about him. About me, they shouldn't be talking about Austin performance. If anything, they should be hyping him up. Okay, since uh, I had a lot of emotions that I still haven't really pro- uh, processed. Um, my manager and my coaches know that if you've ever been in my, uh, the gym, with me, there's a f- there's fucking legends and stories that people will say. Okay, you know, I mean they're gonna say, but no one's gonna believe them. I think that my manager did was a hundred percent spot on. He's been in the sport uh, long enough to know when someone has the ability and the talent to do it. I think he's speaking about Robert Drysdale here. I've been around guys who have won world titles in multiple sports: kickboxing, boxing, jiu-jitsu, wrestling, MMA, and everyone around me that's watched me train knows that I have the skills and ability to do it. I just didn't show it on Saturday. It's no one's fault that I was in that situation except for mine. So he takes accountability. You know, that's we we talked about it earlier. Take accountability. That's how you solve problems. You got to take accountability. Um, no one should be getting flack for that. Which he's talking about people coming out his corner for not taking his advice and stopping the fight as soon as possible. Um, he had to repeat himself 10 times. Then all of a sudden the cor- the corner authorities or corner, I don't remember they are, um, people like the commission stepped in and said he can't fight. They didn't fight. Referee stopped the fight. Um, as in the past, things changed in this. Uh, I've done that. Let's see here. Pretty much all my fights. I've been aware of how I perform at my best, and that's by staying calm. Understanding what's happening and stuff like that, I do try and stay as calm as I possibly can. Because once I lose that, my Achilles heel, my weakness is what happened on Saturday. So this is a mental thing, just like I said. So he, I'm glad he's taking accountability. You have to. You're going to have to look in the mirror when shit like this happens. Um, there's some shit that you have to fix. Because ultimately, you're in that cage. Um, that's what it is. The coaches, the trainers can get you as far as to that cage. Once that cage door shuts, it's you. It's on you. They can help you as much as possible. You know, obviously, you know, something you can't hear them. You're in the zone. It's on you. You got to take what they've taught you. Kind of learn on the fly as well. Um, It is is what it is. That's what I wanted to talk about. Um, There's so much other great fights on the card. But I wanted to put my two cents on about that because, well, everyone else is talking about it. Why not Uncle Edgar? So that's what, you know, that's what I have to say about it. Um, I have to watch the fight. Um, you know, I should probably not talk about it, but I, I can only go off of what I saw and that's what I saw. And, um, here's what it is, man. It's just, it's a shame. The biggest, um, the only fighting promotion go MMA fighting promotion going on right now. All eyes on you. And this is what happens. Hope he gets a second chance. Hope he rebounds. Hope he shows what he's actually worth um only time will tell we'll see what happens um but anyways a lot of great fights on here i want to say it was that justin james one like the one where the guy took the fight in two days notice and knocked him out oh vicious knockout too two left hooks wham wham i want to say dude, it happened like fucking saturday i already forgot um a couple fights i want to go over real quick um it's been a lot of talking about that um tisha torres tornado banging she's bangers um, fought, uh, Brianna Van Buren decision, uh, unanimous decision win by her. 
doesn't fight doesn't put out a lot of fighters, but you know puts a lot of pressure and wins the unanimous decision. Um, Bobby Green versus Clay Guida. I missed that one. I don't know what the hell I was doing. Um, let me think here. I missed a good fight though. What was I doing? Oh, I was meeting my my uh, friend. That's what I was doing. That's why I couldn't. I wasn't. I was trying to pay attention. And we were talking shop, and I haven't seen some friends in a while. Um, but I got back before the main card. I saw Jim Miller. Um, take out Roosevelt Roberts. Jim Miller follows me on Instagram. What's up, Jim Miller? And um, that was a great armbar, man. Dude, I heard it crackle. Armbar. Jim Miller cracked. So Jim Miller gave up probably about four or five inches, I think, in that fight. So Roberts is really long. Grabbed his arm. Uh, Miller grabbed his arm. And you could hear it. You heard it. I've seen that. I've heard that before. Dude, that shit's crazy. I thought he broke his arm, and he thought so, too. I think he just kind of, like, did a little baby hyperextension. Um. Bilal Muhammad's Lyman Good. Another. I was trying to pay attention to that one. Lyman Good. For those of you guys who don't know, Lyman Good was the first, I think, MMA athlete to test positive for the coronavirus back when all this shit happened. Everything got shut down. Um, so he's fine now. The unfortunate part was days before. Um, I don't know how far um, he had lost his um, father. Um, I don't remember what it was. I don't know if it was an illness or if it was a car accident. Um, but he still went out there and fought, man. Those are the type of things people do with. It's a mentality thing. Lyman Good suffered from coronavirus, got the coronavirus, lost his father days before he had to get in a cage, and he still fucking fought. And he, I think he lost what split decision, unanimous decision, twenty nine twenty eight. Some people say Lyman Good won that fight. I didn't watch the full whole fight. I was trying to pay attention. I watched some of it. He looked good. He didn't look beat up. Um, but yeah. Here's what it is, man. This is a mentality thing. People just sit there and think, well, yeah, just go in there. It's, it's, some people are men- mentally tough. Can deal with certain situations. Some people just cannot. Lyman Good's tough. Don't take away from Blau. Blau did work, too. Blau's a tough dude. One of the fights I picked right. Just throwing that out there. Um, Raquel Pennington, another fight I picked right. Former title contender. Um... Use the wrestling, use the striking, use the experience to win the fight. By the way, Tisha Torres, Raquel Pennington, live in Colorado Springs. Colorado is heavily represented. Don't sleep on Colorado. Although I want to move to the beach um, because I'm sick <laughs> of the traffic. Even though there's, I'm still sick of the traffic. Even though there's no tra- even though I'm not leaving the house, I'm still sick of it. I am sick of it. I want to be by a beach just in case I want to go by a beach. Um, Josh Emmett versus Shane Burgos fight of the night. What an amazing fight. Holy shit. Shane Emmett. Shane and Emmett or uh, Shane Burgos and Josh Emmett. That'd be crazy if we like merge them together. Shane Emmett. A tall blonde. Okay, anyways. Tall bald. Um, by the way, Josh Emmett looks like a baby Shane Carwin. That's probably why I was calling him Shane Emmett. It looks like a baby Shane Carlin, like a small version of Shane Carlin. Anyways, um, dude, what a fight. In Iowa, so there's one, two very tough individuals. How Shane Burgos did not get knocked out at any point in that fight, I'm amazed. He was eating some hard shots. Josh Emmett has slept some good fighters. Slept. Bink, put him to sleep. Night-night. You want to go night-night? That's how you go night-night. You fight Josh Hammett. Shane Burgos stood in there and ate a lot of great left hooks, right hooks, ate some shots. Um, 
I can't believe he, was, he, he has a chin made of granite. Like Tony Ferguson. He's the cure for coronavirus right there in his blood. Just extract it from him. Duplicate it. Transfer it into my blood. Josh Emmett, tough in his own name, tore his ACL, I think, a minute into the fight and still fought. Another thing you're dealing with in the fight. Didn't quit. Tore his ACL, MCL, complete terror, but he named it and still won the damn fight. Where are the excuses? No excuses. He still went out there and fought and won the damn fight. Was still throwing bombs. Still fighting. Some people just want it more, man. It is what it is. If you guys have not seen that fight, go check it out. If you have ESPN, ESPN Plus, Shane Burgos versus uh, Josh Emmett. Shane Burgos, man, tough. Holy shit, I can't believe it. I was watching that fight, and I was just like yelling at the TV. How the fuck is he not dead? Whatever. Um, great card. It was a great card. Pretty good fights. Uh, main event, Curtis Blade versus Alexander Volkov. Um, Volkov lost the fight, but he's still in the fight the whole time, man. Um, five rounds, Curtis Blades went out there, won, unanimous decision. 49, 46, 48, 47, 48, 46. Gave, someone gave him two rounds or three. Yeah, so someone gave him an eight, a 10-8 round. Huh, weird. Um, I honestly, I knew, I told you guys how the fight was going to go. I just knew, I just told you guys how the fight was going to go. Curtis Blade was going to take him down. And he said it too. But there's an issue with that. You're also in an entertainment business. You're winning fights? Cool. When's the last time you heard someone say, I can't wait to see Curtis Blade's fight? Go ahead, I'll wait. Exactly. <laughs> no one's... I haven't heard anyone say, oh, I can't wait to see Curtis Blade's fight. I've never said that. If I have, find it for me and tell me. Um, he did exactly what he was going to do. He wrestled him 10 seconds into the fight, took him down. And what did I do? Pulled out my phone and started looking through it. That's what I was doing, dude. I was like, what the hell? What am I? Like, what, do you, what is this? Thank God it wasn't a pay-per-view. That's why you probably... It, right now, thank God the heavyweight division is where it is because... We won't have to see a Volk. You don't have to see Curtis Blades fight. You see Cormier versus Stipe, whoever wins that probably faces Francis. By the way, Curtis Blades, two losses, Francis and Gunn. So, <laughs> you tell me if he deserves any title shot. Doubt it. You're not going to leapfrog Francis, who just knocks people out. So... Yeah, the fight happened, decision fight. It happened. It went the way exactly it was going to happen. And not to mention, I think Volkov almost, you know, there's a couple of times where he had him in particular, you know, even had a couple of takedowns himself. So it wasn't anything excited. You know, nothing exciting. Volkov was never really, I mean, was he in danger? I don't think so. He looked fine after the fight. I was watching. So it's, it's, that's, how, that's how the fight night went down. A lot of good fights on the card. The most memorable fight of the year, probably Josh Emmett versus Shane Burgos. So go ahead and check it out. Um, crazy, crazy fight. Um, UFC Fight Night, Dustin Poirier versus Hooker. 
Now I was gonna I was gonna talk about this, but I think I'm gonna do a baby podcast directly for this. I'm gonna be helping out my friend Josh Knuckles Knutson um, on his website, which is let me pull it up here. Um, Sports Better. Let me pull it up. For my, I'm gonna plug him, man, because he's he back in the day he's helped me out with some shit, so I'm gonna help him out. Um, let me pull it up for you. All right, um, right here. You gotta check it out. I've been betting too. I've been betting. Um, I'm gonna make some picks on his website that way you guys could go check him out. Um, but I'll definitely talk about that on the. Um, it's called SportsBetterAdvice.com. Sports B E T T O R Advice.com. So go ahead and check it out. Um, I I would do it tonight. Um, I'm gonna submit it tonight in my picks. Um, some picks. I don't think I'm gonna keep a pick all of them tonight or tomorrow. So look out for that. But I'm gonna do a baby podcast on that. Um, so I'll talk about that tomorrow, um, Thursday, June 25th. By the way, I hope everyone enjoyed their Father's Day. Um, hope everyone. I so I cooked. Um, I um. We just went over my sister-in-law's, my brother-in-law. Like I said, my brother-in-law, my favorite father right now because you know why. Um, gave him a Sports Plus Life dad shirt. So he's a Sports Plus Life dad. Um, same thing with the um, – I didn't give it to him yet. Uh, my best friend, Mo, I got him one as well. So um, happy Father's Day. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Enjoyed your day. We, what, Dude, I was grilling for everyone, and uh, a fucking tsunami hit me. So I'm out there grilling. These wet patties because fucking brain hit me anyways. But yeah, I'll, uh, I'll do that. I also want to touch on something real quick. A couple things real fast. Dak Prescott signs his tender. What does that mean? So Dak, Dak Prescott signs his tender is going to play this year. Um, let's see. Where did it go here? Uh, for $31.4 million. Good chunk of change if you ask me. So I think that's just going to one-year tender, I believe. So he's going to play this year. And, I, and hopefully this same thing happened to Kirk Cousins like that, like I think. Signed a tender, played next year, signed another tender. Now he's inviting Minnesota robbing them. Um, let me take a look here. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't give a shit. I don't care. Dad Prescott, whatever, man. Win a Super Bowl, then when you, then I'll be like, okay, you're legit. Whatever. I'm not talking about it. This is all I want to say. Jamal Adams wants to be traded, and he gave his list. I think lists include Chiefs, Super Bowl champs, Baltimore Ravens, Cowboys, Texans, some other content, just contenders. Is all it was. That's his list. Ultimately, he's not a restricted free agent. He's not a free agent in general. Um, he's not a, so I, it's not going to be up to him. It's going to be up to what the Jets think is going to be best interest. Who's going to offer up the best picks? Who's going to offer up the best money? Whatever it is, that's where they're going to go to. There's a lot of teams who need corner help. Um, and the fact, you know, I'll do this much. You look at teams you want to play for. I think Denver should be on that list. Look at that defense. And I've talked about this before, how Jeff, uh, Jeff Okuda from the Ohio State got drafted number three overall, I believe. Um, in the last draft, had someone like Chase Young chasing quarterbacks. And then it's easy for you to get the picks because now these quarterbacks are under pressure and you get the interceptions. He had Bradley Chubb, Von Miller, um, Shelby Harris. They just signed. Oh, I'm, I'm so bad right now. Um, what's his name from the Titans? Um, you have... Um, oh, you know, Kareem Jackson, 
Justin Simmons. That's a great. That's a very good defense, if you ask me. We we don't lose Bradley Chubb last year. I think we're in pretty good shape. But that's whatever. We don't have. We, I think we don't have Joe Flacco. We're in pretty good shape. Whatever. Um, why not? But I think ultimately Jamal Adams being traded is not going to be up to him where he goes. You're not a free agent player. You can't sit there and talk to these teams. The Jets are talking to these teams. The Jets are shopping you around. It's going to be up to them, player. You might you want to go to the Texans? Go to the Texans. You go to the Texans. I know why you'd want to go there. I don't know why anyone want to go there. That's a sinking ship. Whatever, man. Do your thing, puppy. And uh, just to end things here, a um, couple things. Last yesterday, Mixer, you guys don't know Mixer. I do a Twitch stream. So it's a streaming site. Um, Twitch.tv slash MRAKACO. Twitch.tv slash MRAKACO. Uh, Mr. AKACO um, on Twitch. But last night, yesterday, Mixer, run by Microsoft, Microsoft said they are going to close down Mixer. Why is that a big deal? Well, for one, there's a lot of people who use Mixers to earn income. The biggest names right now on Mixers that I know of, AJ Styles uses Mixer, Ninja and Shrouder. For those who don't know Ninja and Shrouder, you should know Ninja. Everyone should know Ninja by now. Ninja, one of the biggest um, streamers, made his name on Twitch, um, made the jump over to Mixer October, I think. Um, the same thing with Shroud. Shroud made the jump over to Mixer as well. Shroud, one of the best gamers. Just a nasty gamer. The guy's ridiculous. The guy's a human aimbot. Um, human hack. He, um, they all got bought out. They decided, um, I think Mixer's merging with Facebook, Facebook Gaming. Um, Facebook Gaming did make an effort to sign him. They decided to opt out, get bought out of the contracts. $30 million to Ninja and $10 million to Mixer for good, what was it? November, December, January, February, March, April, May, June. Seven months of work. Get paid, boy. That's it's a very unfortunate. I do not know if they knew that that was a sinking ship. That is crazy stuff to me. Um, still a lot of other stuff, facts going out to it. Where will Ninja go next? Where will Shrouder go next? My opinion, it's going to go YouTube gaming. Um, they already have YouTube channels. They already have a lot of subscribers on YouTube. That just makes it obvious. I don't see why you go back to Twitch. I think of those people who were like offered these deals and they're like, nah, I'll stay at Twitch. 10 million, seven months. Shit. Tim the tap man was one of those guys. Um, anyways, um, that's, that happened. That's crazy in the big gaming industry and streaming industry in general. Um, so now you have, I mean the big, I mean everyone, there's a bunch of different streamers. I mean, obviously Facebook, YouTube and Twitch are now the biggest ones. Um, but I want to throw that out there cause that was pretty crazy. Last but not least, the Undertaker decided to retire. I think he said he's done. One last ride, he's done. Um, and rightfully so. It's been a long time coming. 1989, so you're like over 30 years. A WWE alone, not to mention the years prior to that, NWA, I think he's been with uh, WCW as well. So he's been probably like 40, 50 years in, 40 years in fucking in wrestling, something like that. So rightfully so, man. He needs to hang it up. Body's taking the beating. He's given what he's given. 
I've done what I've done. I can't give you all like anymore. Um, he would be remembered he'd probably in most people's Mount Rushmore's. That Mount Rushmore is very, um, it's debatable, man. I don't even know who to put on my Mount Rushmore. Um, but the Undertaker, thank you, Taker, thank you, sir, for a lot of memories. I've seen him live once, I believe. No, I don't think I've ever seen him live. Anytime I've gone, I don't think I've ever watched him live. I think I have. I don't know. But still, a lot of great memories, a lot of great matches. The streak, everything will live on. Long live the taker. And um, that's it. I just want to throw that out there. My thanks to taker, undertaker. Um, go ahead and follow me on Sports Plus Life podcast uh, on YouTube. YouTube.com slash Sports Plus Life. Twitter, Sports Plus Life. And Instagram as well. Um, Instagram and Twitter, M-R-A-K-A-C-O. And Twitch, M-R-A-K-A-C-O. Um, so that's it. Thank you guys so much for tuning in uh, to episode number 53 of the Sports Plus Life podcast. That's all I have got. I don't. I can't stand you guys no more. I will see you guys episode number 54 of the Sports Plus Life podcast. Let. Let.